Hi, my name's Tony Sharples and welcome to Old Dog New Tricks. In this episode, I wanted to talk about selling courses online, which seems to be a common thing these days where people look to develop courses in a particular area of expertise that they have and use that as a method of building income online. Now, I've been looking at this a lot over the past few weeks, and I just wanted to go through some of the options that are available for people to look at if they're looking to develop an online course and ultimately selling it. Now, the first option would be to build your own site, uh, to build a site, to have the course encapsulated in it, to have an e-commerce front end where people can make payments and have some sort of system in place to keep the uh, content um, secure from uh, copying and fraud and things like that. Which is a great way forward, but I would imagine that that would be an incredibly complex and expensive thing to do. So perhaps that's something that you could consider if you were looking to develop something of a really significant scale. But um, I think what most people are looking for today, and particularly people who are starting out and getting into uh, the online business, which is, which is very much the focus of what I do with Old Dog New Tricks, those people are probably more so looking at existing platforms that they can use. So if you're looking at existing platforms or learning management systems as they call them, there are a few different ways of looking at that. First of all, you can look at a learning management system that's based on a platform that is bespoke and it's essentially a structure where you can just go and fill it with content and then use that structure to not only um, do a transaction to sell the course, but to, have all, to hold all the content, um, to hold the curriculum and deliver all of the content out to potential students. And that might be in the form of video or PowerPoint or PDF or um, video conferencing for one-on-one -on -one advice. Some of the biggies in this space, the one that I've used the most before is um, Canvas, which is a system that is commonly used by a lot of the big educa educational institutions. And they also have a, uh, another flavor of that called Bridge, which is more uh, structured to cater for a corporate environment. Now, the big difference between Canvas and Bridge, as I can see it, is that Bridge has a lot of elements built into it that HR can use for uh, performance tracking, evaluation, and things like that. Whereas Canvas is much more of a dedicated content delivery system. If you're going to develop on Canvas, it's a very easy platform, but there is quite a steep entry price of about $10,000 to uh, take a, a proper Canvas uh, license to uh, develop courses and deliver there. So uh, to, to use something like Canvas, you're looking at quite a significant um, upfront cost. There are alternatives uh, to that, which are really on a sliding scale from quite sophisticated to very basic. It seems that one of the major competitors for Canvas um, is a platform called Moodle, which is more based on a per user subscription type of thing, going all the way down to Google Classroom, uh, which is uh, delivered by Google, is fairly basic and is really just designed uh, as a tool for teachers to use to deliver fairly basic content uh, to students. 
Beyond looking at specific learning management systems, there are also systems where you can create a course and put a course up on a platform that will not only deliver the course for you, but will also manage um, students and uh, content delivery. The examples in this space would be things like Udemy, uh, Skillshare and Linda. One of the other content uh, learning management systems I'm looking at is Adobe's LMS, which is called Captivate Prime. It's an interesting system. I've signed up to it. I'm doing some mock content uh, and whatever. I must admit, it, it I wouldn't call it something that is perfect for beginners. It just seems to me, if I look at a lot of the uh, way that they've named things in the content management systems, like they talk about things like instances, it's more of a techie-led uh, uh, solution than something like, say for example, Canvas, which just seems much more oriented towards more straightforward learning things like, you know, create a curriculum, create a module um, and upload a video uh, type of thing. But I'm going to persevere with it and see how it works through. Now, a couple of things that you'll need to consider if you are going to move ahead and develop uh, any sort of e-learning is one thing you can do is just go ahead and develop it and off you go from there. But the reality is that you need to allow for the fact that over time, you may make decisions to shift platforms. So you may, for example, start on Udemy um, and then decide to move to a more bespoke system like Moodle or Canvas. In that case, what you want to make sure of is that your content is in a fairly movable format. And for the um, learning management category, there is a format called SCORM, S-C-O-R-M, which stands for Shareable Content Objective Reference Model. And what this really means is if you develop your uh, course content under the SCORM model, it just makes it much easier to share it across systems. So if you decide to pull out of one system and shift your content to another system, or perhaps deliver your content on a second system to try and expand its reach, you, this will make life a lot easier because most of the um, online course systems tend to follow SCORM as an industry standard. Um, SCORM really consists of uh, things called SCOs or shareable content objects, which are uh, which really in, in uh, you know, layman's terms, they, it just means modules, chapters, or pages of content. If you don't go down the SCORM path, and I think this is perhaps an easier path to go down, one way forward would be to lay largely base your content on video. Because the good thing about video versus um, other uh, forms which are more word and image oriented is that video is very easy to pick up and shift across platforms because just about everything takes uh, video. And I'll come back on, on video in a minute. Looking at some of the bigger platforms that let you put courses up to sell uh, that people commonly use, uh, the big one is Udemy. Uh, it's got a big base, uh, lots of students, it's really well developed. One of the big selling points that Udemy pushes forward is that not only will they put your content up there, but they'll actively do marketing for that content. They're, they're constantly marketing courses and discounts uh, and things like that, not only to their existing user base, which I think is like 20 million plus uh, people that have signed up to courses, but also um, out there in terms of email advertising, Facebook advertising, social media uh, marketing in general. 
From what I hear of Udemy as well, the other area uh, where it works quite well is it fits quite well uh, with people that are looking to develop affiliate selling programs where they are allowing people to take a revenue share based on uh, selling uh, under an affiliate model. Skillshare, uh, another big system, seems to be a lot like Udemy, but is sort of, uh, from what I've seen of it so far, it's pushed more towards creative endeavors for web designers, for designers, for architecture firms and things like that. It's a much more uh, creatively oriented area. The final thing that I wanted to talk about, and I really think, look, beyond developing curriculum and picking a platform and figuring out what you're going to charge and whether you're going to do affiliate selling and all that sort of stuff, I think the reality that most people will face with uh, developing courses is that I think good learning content these days is heavily based on video. And I think if you're going to go into course creation that really works and really sells, you really need quite strong video production skills or you're going to need a significant budget to pay someone to do it. Now, a lot of the um, uh, platforms will you know, let you use a, a uh, camera phone and, and stuff like that to film yourself um, doing lectures uh, and whatever. But really, and I've had a look at a few of these, there's nothing worse than looking at someone who is trying to you know, teach you expert content but it looks like they filmed it on an iPhone uh, in their bedroom. Most of those platforms have a system that checks for minimum levels of production quality and course content quality, but I have seen some stuff that goes through where you just look at it and it doesn't have a lot of credibility uh, because of the look and feel of the video. So I think that's something that you really need to think about because you can go out there and you can do a lot of stuff where you are basically uh, doing stuff in PowerPoint or as in PDF or um, images and text and things like that. But I really don't think it's going to have the selling power of video. And with a, with most of these platforms, it you know once again, as it is with most most things digital, it's a numbers game. You really want something that people will watch. They'll give it a high rating uh, on a rating system. They'll share it with friends to say, hey, this was a good thing. You should have a look at this. And I think it's video that really brings that to life. So I think that's one of the most important things that you really need to have a good hard think about uh, at the beginning of any course development process in terms of how you will handle and develop the actual uh, production of the content. That, I mean, that would equally apply as well to text and image because, for example, if you don't know how to use Photoshop or you don't really have a lot of uh, Photoshop skills or anything like that, it will make it doubly hard. I wanted to finish off today with some thoughts on one of the big trends over the last five years or so in online learning, which is gamification. Uh, look, I must admit, I'm not a big fan of gamification, and I've been involved um, in the development of modules with outside suppliers and things like that for some very large um, online courses uh, that corporates have developed. I think the problem from my side with gamification is that people tend to take it very literally. 
and they literally try and bring it down to very simple games. And I must admit that a lot of what I've seen out there, because they bring it down to such a simple game level, I just tend to find that it treats people that are taking in the content a little bit like they're idiots and that it's in that it's oversimplified. And I think a lot of that is that people are too fixed on trying to make it game-like and cartoonish and whatever, rather than making it truly engaging content. And also, I'm assuming as well, because gamification is relatively expensive to do versus the development of normal content like video or text and words. So therefore, people tend to strip it back to something very simple. So I would just be wary about leaping in boots and all into content that is highly gamified unless you take a very intelligent look at it and that you're using the gamification to try and enhance people's experience with the course rather than just trying to add it as sort of like a gimmick or maybe something to simplify learning for people with multiple languages and whatever. I generally find that people are a lot smarter uh, than people that develop gamified content think they are. So uh, by all means, head down that path. But as I said, focus on customer or learning experience rather than the gimmick of gamification itself. So uh, that's my thought on uh, building course content for learning management systems. And I hope that helps and I will see you next time.